Well, as we close out the old year, look forward to the new year, I wanted to focus on a facet of the Lord's table, and that is communion that we have with um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, we call it communion because it promises that communion is something that we can experience uh, with God. Communion is the Greek word koinonia, and that refers to a sharing of our lives, friendship, relationship, uh, closeness. And so I want to look at what exactly, what kind of communion is it uh, promising to us? When you look at the meal, just on the surface, there are certain elements of it that I think are fairly obvious. It is uh, called a covenant. And so there is a, a pledge of this unity. Um, it is called a... Uh, on at least one time, uh, an image of the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so uh, there is this image of the kind of closeness that husband and wife can have to each other. A couple of times it's likened to a family meal, and you think of a Thanksgiving meal where the family is gathered together. It's this image of, of fellowship uh, that is uh, present uh, in that meal. And uh, we... Uh, partake of elements that are called the body and blood of Christ to show how close we are to Christ, that he actually indwells us, strengthens our bodies and our spirits. Uh, and so just on the surface, there is uh, th these aspects of closeness that we have with God. But I want to read to you a scripture that for years has just blown me away with the degree of closeness and communion that God has promised to us. It's Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Uh, first of all, that verse promises a communion or a fellowship that we grow in. It talks about there being a pathway of life. Now, Christ never grew in his fellowship with the Father. It's always been perfect. It's always been uh, full. Uh, but we are constantly growing deeper and deeper into this experience of God's fellowship with us. And so it's likened to a pathway uh, toward a destination. That's one of the reasons why the Apostle Paul called believers into the fellowship of the Son. And, of course, the Son's fellowship with the Father is perfect, but we are called into it. It's a calling, which means we have not yet arrived. So don't get discouraged if your experience of the communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is not on the level that you've read in books that other people have experienced. Just let their testimony stir up your heart and say, hey, there is more to be had, and I'm going to continue to pursue uh, after the Lord. Ask God to show you more of that fellowship and make it your resolve in this next year to experience more of what is promised in this feast. Uh, second, it is a fellowship of life. Isaiah 28, 16 says that unbelievers, whether they know it or not, are in a covenant with death, but we're in a covenant of life. And uh, Jesus said that he has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And so it's not just a simple situation where, okay, at the moment of our conversion, we're transferred out of the kingdom of death into the kingdom of life, and we've experienced God. There is a great experience of communion and fellowship with God at that point, 
but we're constantly growing more and more into uh, this, uh, this pathway of life. Third, he says, in your presence is fullness of joy. Now, you might be tempted to think that that's only going to be experienced in heaven. When we get into God's presence uh, in heaven, then we will be ushered into this uh, fullness of joy. But as Edward Willen in his commentary points out, the text says that this presence of God is actually something we're supposed to be experiencing day by day. It says, in thy presence is, etc. There it is, not there it was, or there it may be, nor there it will be, but there it is. There it is, without cessation or intercession. There it always hath been and is and must be. So don't doubt that this fellowship that this speaks about with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is something you can experience right now. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you doubt, you cannot enter into this fellowship. In fact, you can't receive anything from the Father with uh, doubt. So one of the things that we do as we come to this table is we have all kinds of promises and facets and aspects we present before you so that through the Scriptures you can have faith to lay, to lay claim to them. So don't doubt it. Uh, this can be a present experience. Fourth, he promises joy in his presence, not terror. It's not a joy we work up in ourselves. This is a supernatural joy that comes from God actually being uh, with us. So if you lack joy, say, okay, Lord, this is one of the things I need from your throne. This is something Christ has purchased for me. I ask you for joy for this coming week. Uh, fifth, it is a fullness of joy. And the times that I have experienced God's presence and power in fullness have been times when I have been so overwhelmed with his love and joy, I wondered if I was going to die. Uh, I could not contain anything more. And yet when you think about it, our lives are just a little thimble. And when it's filled up, it's almost insignificant. It's a thimble that's in the ocean of God's presence and all of God's a provision and uh, yet it's overflowing so it really doesn't matter what the capacity is I used to constantly say Lord I am so shallow I wish I had more capacity to love you more capacity to be filled with you but I've more and more come to the pos uh, position that it doesn't matter how small our thimble is just be full and overflowing with his presence Sixth, it is fellowship at God's right hand now, that is an amazing promise when you think about it because any king who had somebody who was at his right hand, that was the highest honor that person could have. You couldn't get closer to him than that. And it's astounding when you consider what a tiny speck we are that we could be at God's right hand. We're just a speck on this planet, insignificant, and this planet is just a speck in our solar system, which itself is a speck in the Milky Way galaxy, which itself is a tiny speck in this vast universe, and yet God says that we could be at his right hand. How on earth could we receive that honor? Well, ultimately, it's only by being united to Christ. Christ is at God's right hand, and as we're united to him, we can enter into that kind of communion, that kind of fellowship at uh, his right hand. So never cease to glory at what salvation has accomplished. 
never cease to glory at the kind of union and communion that he promises to us. Seventh, at God's right hand are pleasures. Since we're sinful, you would think that being ushered into God's presence would be sheer terror, not pleasures. But because of our legal security in Jesus Christ, we need not fear his wrath. Instead, we can experience the blessings that flow from his other attributes. In fact, even his wrath is a blessing for us because it protects us against Satan, doesn't it? And, and against all enmity. But God has pledged his blessings and pleasures in this meal. And then lastly, they are pleasures forevermore. Once we were united to Christ in salvation, we're always going to be at God's right hand. We're always going to be united to Christ. We can never lose uh, our salvation. We can never lose, that means, our inheritance of joy and pleasures. So that tiny little verse really shows to us, gives us a little glimpse into the ocean of God's blessings and provisions, things that we will never be able to exhaust. And he tells us, I want you to keep going on that pathway into these blessings, into this fellowship, into this communion, this sharing of God's life that God has called us to. So as we come to the Lord's table this morning, I want you to not just glory in uh, the incredible promises that, he has, that he's given, but by faith lay claim to them and say, yes, Lord, I want more of you uh, this morning and uh, during this coming year to never stop pressing uh, into his fellowship. And Father, it is an amazing thing when we consider it that you have given to us a salvation that is so full, so rich, and so free that having given us the Son, you with him freely give us all things. And Father, we do not want to take these things for granted, uh, but neither do we want to uh, fail to enter into them. And so I pray as each one comes to this table this morning that we would take this pledge, this promise that is visibly represented before our eyes, and by faith we would receive your love, your joy, your presence, your communion, the sharing of your life that you have promised in this meal. Help us, Father, by faith to really believe that we can be at your right hand, that we can experience this uh, presence uh, moment by moment and day by day. And so to that end, we pray that you would set aside these common elements to a holy use, that you would be glorified in our partaking, and that each one of us would experience even a small measure, a thimbleful measure of uh, this vastness of your ocean promised in Psalm 16, verse 11. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.